Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetzoFinancial.net. Now, I'm not sure this helps anything, but if you are, because if you're only listening on the AM, you're not getting it. So if you're on, you know, 107.5 FM is working fine. The app, which is where I often listen, is working fine. It's just 580, and they're trying to, it's probably up on the transponder up on the mountain, so it's not going to happen for a while. Okay. So assuming they can find the problem right off, they still got to get to it, which is basically almost a bogus base. And then you go out a long ways and uh, on a snowmobile and this time of year, and then uh, boom, you're there. So anyway, um, it's going to be a while. But we roll. And it is interesting because. You know, you, th- you think about today. It's a good thing there's two different signals. One. But the app. And you think about how many people are just listening on the app and don't even know that there's an issue. It's just, it's interesting to me. And, and, and it also, you know, I think about all these things that are coming with technology and it, it's not predictive to say stuff is really coming fast. It's just pretty obvious, right? The breakthroughs in medicine and everything else are just, just unbelievable. But when, when we think about what's happening here with AI and what's happening with the market, and is the economy really that good that the market just keeps rolling okay, again? Thursday, all-time high. Friday, all-time high. After all-time highs last week, the week before, the week you get it. We're we're just it's the market's on a roll. And for the longest time, a lot of people have said it's just too too much. And as again, not trying to roll back to 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 beat up on Wall Street for for their 2023 remarkably bad predictions. Just not even close on anything. Interest rates, the market, way, way under undersold on the uh, uh, market. And now, you know, you have a fresh start of the year, so you can pretend to be bullish. And some have. They've come over. But what we're saying is if, if, the, if the market is high at the beginning of 23 too high relative to earnings, the growth rate in the United States, which is slow, it's not zero, but it's slow, and all of the debt that has to be refinanced and all the problems in the world, the world's on fire, thank you, Joe, and and, and everything that's going on, and the market doesn't budge, it just goes higher. And you have to stop and kind of go, hmm, I, it, something's going on. And maybe something is going on for the last 40, 50 years. In a sense that technology is the big driver to productivity. Oh, well, it always has. Yeah, when we you know, figure out a little bit quicker way to machine a, um, a manufacturing machine. We fix a se- an assembly line. Henry Ford did. 
to make it very efficient. But what we're talking about here is 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 another breakthrough. Like like for example, what did the internet do? It's remarkable, is what it did. Okay, everything is remarkable about that. From the iPhone, okay, smartphone in your pocket, but they invented it, so we get to call it the iPhone. Googling anything you want, being able to write papers off. The, I mean, it's just it's so such a productivity enhancer, all the way around. Really got to be a great, great tailwind for productivity, making money, in other words, the market, for free capitalism, which weirdly in the world, as well as its work to pull people out of poverty, seems to be dissipating in many parts of the globe over the past 10 years. Weird. Like emerging markets. Yeah, let's go ahead and go back to the Stone Ages. Yay. We don't want women to go to schools. Yay. Yeah, we need that. I mean, it's just kind of a weird, like, this is the world we live in with a very modern feel, very productive, if you will, progressive look forward is slowing that down in many places, not even just the Middle East. But what's going on when we think about it in the market now with AI? Are we making another push? Another technological, whoa, we have got to rethink all of this. Because the big dog tech companies are going to be making so much money as they don't need to hire all of their coding engineers, say at Google. AI will do that. That's billions of dollars in salary. Oh, that drops to the bottom line. Wow. What will AI do on some of the moonshots that they've been working on for years? What kind of breakthroughs are coming right around the corner now? Because supercomputing of whatever you want to call it is figuring stuff out. Figuring out the final, the final run, right? The final run to the goal line. What's coming with that with for autonomous cars? Okay, so I, well, I'm never going to get an autonomous car. Well, okay, fine. That's whatever you say. But people already are. It, 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 it's limited, et cetera. But they are. Is that what this market is doing? Is that what it's been doing in 23, in 24? Or, or is, in 23, was it just making everybody embarrassed on Wall Street? Like, oh, yeah, you're bearish. Ha! Slam you. But it keeps rolling. And then the fourth quarter this year, it just surged. It broadened out to all kinds of different companies. But still, as we enter this year, there's a huge outperformance in big tech, the biggest benefactors of all the technology that's coming that we don't even know how big it is. We just know it's big. It's big. Well, how big? Bigger than you can imagine. How's that? Think big and go bigger. That's how big. It's incredible what's coming. In ways that we can't even think about. And is that the reflection, perhaps? Is that the reflection of the high 
price that we see quotes on the market? Do we need to rethink if you're a market savant? What in the world is the right P.E. ratio if that's which we're going to go? Let's go back 50 years ago and let's model all of our stuff because we don't want to grow and think about things. This is what I learned 50 years ago, 40 years ago. And when I studied in school 20 years ago, this is what they taught me. I don't pay any attention to what the world looks like or the changes that are here. I'm stuck in the past. If we're not careful, we, that, that is also us in many ways, right? But when I talk to people, it, it's still, I, I've said this many times, and I've, I've argued with people for 15 years. If interest rates are at 2% on a 10-year treasury, you can't put 40% of your money there and take 4% cost of living adjusted income all the days of your life. You can't. It's called math, okay? I know you learned this other math called Monte Carlo simulations and all those things, and you're supposed to put 40% in bonds because that's what you've always done, and that's why you know you know it works. But if the ground conditions can materially change... We need to actually notice it. It's kind of like arguing that the sky isn't blue. If I, if I, if I can't tell you, if you don't accept that having 40% of your portfolio in bonds when rates are at 2% won't work, then I can't convince you the sky is blue either. We're stuck because it's just a simple, it's, it's math. It's there. <clears throat> it's not a what if. So we are stuck on this, and I'm wondering, are we thinking, are we moving? I'm just wondering. I'm not predicting. I'm just saying, is this market adjusting to more productivity, higher profits? I don't know. I do know when we get stuck in a world that says, this is the way you build a portfolio, and then when... Interest rates are here or that's there without considering what the ground conditions are. We, we won't adjust correctly. So I just pose the thought. Things maybe are better than we think they are. Period. Got to take a quick break. 580-5436-580-KIDO. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-KIDO is our number. Hey, we've got a special uh, show in the second hour. We're going to talk taxes. I know, super fun, super cool, but it's that time of year. So we're going to do that in the next hour. And uh, anyway, we're right now, let's go quickly to the phones before we run out of time. Jim, how are you today? Fine, Dave. How's it going? Good, good, good. Yeah, I was the one that called in and notified you that uh, 580 was not on the air. So. You know, I'm a, one of those dinosaurs that had a, had it on in my car and thought, wow, this is not good. Well, so I didn't know, know what I'd find when I got here. Was that? Yeah, ironically, I listened to 580, but 580 is at the bottom of the dial. 107.5 is at the top. Yeah. And the radio that I've got doesn't even pick up uh, 107.5. I'm using a tuner. Anyway. Yeah. I was going to mention, since the uh, stock market is doing absolutely great and the rest of the world is falling apart, I got a little uh, a little cliche for you or whatever. <laughs> okay. Just tell people, get rich and don't bitch. 
That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Except that you can't say that on the radio, Jim. Darn it. Bo got you gone again. All right. You got yourself gone again, buddy. All right. Our, our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. And I know it's a tight, it's a tight leash, but uh, considering today's world, but uh, we can't let people push it. So thank you, Bo, for, for monitoring for us. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Let me shift gears again. We talked about this. Is the world shifting? Let me, I, I pose this thought not as a prediction, as it's in our face. It just simply is in our face. We have AI, quotes, technology, supercomputing, robotics, genetics, biotech. It just goes on and on. The Internet of Things that connects everything together at hyperspeed. We just take for granted. We pick up our phone and call anywhere in the world. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Is this the dawn of another leap forward in productivity? Is that what the market's telling us? Is that what corporations are telling us? Are we just chasing stocks because we're afraid we're going to miss out? I don't know. It seems like there's an awful lot of really good things happening in a world that's falling apart, in a world of the most powerful man in the world doesn't know which way he's supposed to turn when he leaves a room. It's frightening on many levels. And we got another crazy yelling screamer on the other side. That's the two top presidential candidates. I don't know about you, but it sounds pretty frightening. All right, hour number two coming up. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, it, we're going to, um, when we get to it here in a minute, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about taxes with, uh, well, if you will, one of our show sponsors here, my accountant, David Hutchison with uh, Harris CPA. And Tom Brown is here as well. He Hello. prepares a lot of taxes as well. But, but I want to I kind of finish up with uh, some of the things we were talking about in the first hour first, and then we're going to get to a call, and then we'll see where the program kind of runs from there, okay? But, but anyway, I, I, I kind of teased that, that we talk taxes in the second hour, and we are going to uh, as well, okay? I, I do want to finish this up about what's going on in the markets. And, and it's not like, again, you have to try to figure it out. It, I just want to give you an example of how silly the day-to-day stuff can be and why we need to take this step back and turn the TV off. And I will just say that the Federal Reserve met, did nothing, announced they did nothing different than anything that everybody already priced in. But that day, the market went down. It went down sharply. I mean, tech stocks (laughs) wiped out 2%. I mean, that's a pretty good move for a day. It's a very bad day. And then everybody went to bed and woke up the next morning, and we rallied entirely back on what news. You would have had to have turned on the TV to watch the, the unbelievable turn. It was a hawkish statement by the Federal Reserve. Apparently, overnight, the hawk died because the market took off the next day for no reason. And, and the, my point being is the market went down for no reason and went right back where it was. For equally no reason. Just, just here we are. That was a mistake. Oops. And it, it, and it does this all the time, and yet there are people run around with their hair on fire trying to explain. 
buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Look at this. This is that. And we're, and we're running around and, and, and not just stopping to go, what's going on? Something's going on. Because interest rates are high. And historically, that means the market ought to be a little bit lower. It ought to be. Because there's alternatives to stocks now that weren't there. But it's not. And it's persistently not, like all year long, for over 12 months now. It's just higher, 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 higher. It's overpriced. It's overpriced, they tell you. And it's not. And this is back to this. What is going on? Is this AI thing, productivity, supercomputing, robotics, being priced in to some level, just like the Internet, cell phones, connectivity, all that stuff has led to higher growth rates for corporations, particularly, again, when we look at it and go, yeah, the big tech stocks, they own everything, and they go to Washington, D.C., and, you, you know, and sometimes you look at Zuckerberg and you say, there is the face of evil. I mean, somebody that literally every year goes, yeah, we're sorry. Gosh, we didn't do, we really shouldn't be sending kids to pornographic sites, but, you know, we're working on it. It's really hard not to do that. It's really hard not to get kids engaged in, 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 in the one-upmanship that causes suicide and, and stuff. You know, it's really super hard, but we're working on it. And, and you do this every year, and they do nothing. And their stocks roll again. I think Google or Meta was up 17%. 20%. 20%. with their earnings. Unbelievable. 20% in a day. That's a few billion. Maybe it's a trillion. It's not quite a trillion, but it's, it's, it's huge. Hundreds of billions in market cap. Incredible. So with that, let's go ahead and grab a quick call here. And, and, and again, I just think it's something not to predict or, or what this turn is, but to, to watch and think from a higher level look than daily babble. The Fed this, the Fed that, interest rates this. Does it really matter if they cut rates in March or they wait till May? Hmm. My guess, no. Al, go ahead, please. Hey, uh, just uh, David, just to let you know, like, have you, do you know of a, a uh, AI platform that is biblically based? Uh, no clue. I don't know. I, I don't. And the reason why I'm telling you this is that for all of us to make money, we have the ability to do so. I'm a, I've been heavily involved in real estate for years. I could not control the stock market, but I can control my real estate expenditures. And uh, the wife and I both um, retired at 58. She's five years younger than me. And uh, we, I'll just say, would not bragging here, but we'll probably be looking at a, about 170,000 gross yearly um, in our retirement. Plus, she's going to get her, uh, uh, you know, federal pension here soon, so that'll be even more. So you probably maybe about 2,500 a month. Mm-hmm. So um, I can tell you this: is that if Anything, any company that is out there that isn't serving for the people to be doing what they should be doing and that people are only looking at it for money, they're making a huge mistake. I know that you, what you do, that you sell, um, you know, what you're going to make money. And ultimately, that's what it is. 
But at the end of the day, unless that is actually based on constitutional rights and what people should do and these people that you're, you're getting money from, and AI is really scary. AI could be completely what's been going on with cell phones, with kids, and everything that's happening in this world today. If it was biblically based upon rights that we have here in the United States and that the company conforms to those things, they're a great company to invest in. Otherwise, even if they're making record profits, I would say don't do it because you're only feeding what is just going to destroy America. And there are people that, that like other countries, are uh, profiting from it other than the United States. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm going to actually call you and, and ask you for some investment ideas. You sound like a very, you know, uh, very engaged and very good person. But my guess is a lot of tech people, tech stocks and stuff like that that you're investing in are good. And that's what people are investing in. And I, I would say that if they're good, if they're good, if they're godly, invest in them. Okay. Thank you, Al, or AJ. Appreciate it. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. A couple things I just have to quickly say before we jump on to accounting and taxes uh, very quickly. Um, it's important to know we're not selling anything, and, 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 and investment advisors don't. Um, these airwaves are full of people pimping gold, um, equity index annuities, things like that. that that's, I understand that. It's, they're fear products, fear-based um, and, and they're selling. What registered investment advisors do is they spend time solving problems for clients. It doesn't matter. They, don't, they literally can't sell anything. That's, they can't. They're not allowed to. So I, I, I want to say that because it's important to understand. It's not, we're not selling a stock. It's, uh, it's an idea. And the second part I just want to kind of circle back to is that I, I, I wish tech companies, I wish all companies would uh, be godly in their approach. I, I, I think that would be really great. But this is the world I live in right now, and that's just not what governs markets. It doesn't govern, govern real estate markets either by any wild stretch. It doesn't govern governments. It doesn't even govern churches, unfortunately, in many cases, right? So people have to have their own and 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 all, all i've ever said is that esg is is dumb because you don't want some government governance thing over what you're trying to do as a company which is to go make money which elevates everybody like the invisible hand you know it's it's i enjoy a cell phone we all do and the amazing things that it does the connectivity it creates because apple wanted to make a bunch of money and they made a cool product that literally benefits the poorest of people in the middle of Africa. And we don't need to run down all the roads of why those little chains are all connected together, but people aren't starving to death anymore by the millions every year in just the last 10 years, and we don't even think about it. And that's what abundance has done, not because churches got together and put a bunch of rice in a bag. And I'm not putting that down. People saved people doing that. But the real answer in the long run is to have economic growth and economic freedom. That's how people can feed themselves. 
and not starve to death. And this goes on and on and on in every different corner. And I just wanted to quickly express that, not to disagree. Al, it's a difficult world. It is, no doubt. Or AJ, I think it was AJ. So anyway, let's go ahead and roll on. And I appreciate it. If you have any questions, tax questions and all, um, got a couple experts here to answer them for you. So let's start with Tom Brown. You know Tom from the past here. Uh, Tom's been in here several times, especially with Jennifer. You mm-hmm. just host the program sometimes when I'm gone or just it's time for you all to do it. So yeah. welcome. Yeah, break every once in a while. Yeah, that's nice. And so yeah. welcome It's always back. fun to be here. Hey, ditto. Glad to have you. And I want to mention real quick, and I did this before, but uh, David Hutchison, who is, uh, uh, well, in, in uh, full disclosure, is my accountant, and I appreciate you very much in the work you do. I do. I appreciate that, Dave. It's good to be here, and I look forward to the show today. Good, good. We, and we do, too. We're going to cover a couple of topics. I'm going to, you know, here, we're going to come up on a break pretty quick, so we'll just open one up here in a moment. But again, I want to also mention and thank Harris CPAs, which David's part of as a, as a, a, a sponsor of this program. So thank you. You bet. And thank you for having us. We you appreciate bet. you. Good. Good. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's start with this and then we'll, before we take our break, because I, this is one that I think we're going to come back to again because of the necessary, necessity of clarification. And that's on these LLCs. You know, you and I talked about this. It, now there's new reporting requirements of up to $591 penalty, if I remember the numbers right. I mean, only the government can come up with stupid numbers like this. You know, it's not, no, it's not 600 it's not 590 it's not 575 it's 591 um, And boy, that's precise. And, um, but that's per day if you don't file paperwork. What is this? What is this? The, Dave, there's a, a new law that just came into effect. Uh, I think it started or actually passed back in 2019-ish. But with the pandemic, it was supposed to be implemented in 2021, but got pushed out. Uh, The problem with it is it's becoming effective January 1st, 2024, and it's going to impact not only LLC owners, uh, but also every type of uh, entity. In other words, and it's not, let me clarify, it's not an income tax reporting. It doesn't go with your tax return. It's a, it's a totally separate filing with FinCEN, uh, the Financial Enforcement Crime Network. And they're just another branch of the, the Treasury that most notably on the income tax side, we deal with foreign account disclosures and whatnot. And so that's how we know them from the income tax side. Mm-hmm. But this is more of a, a legal reporting. It's an, a separate online site filing for all entities that don't fall under one of 23 <laughs> <laughs> exemptions. And that, that 591 that, that you bring up, yeah, it, it started at $500, uh, but it's pretty critical because in this regime, if you don't uh, comply with it, $500 a day with what appears to be no cap on the penalty and another penalty in the criminal side, if you're willful neglect not to do it, could be prison time and a capped $10,000 penalty. That's substantial to get your attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it does. It's also, for most all of us, this is one of the most absurd things I've ever heard of. I mean, it really, it's just like, LLCs exist everywhere, right? I mean, we, 
I have two or three. I don't know what I have. I just I, I know I have two at least because I get the SOS thing from the state all the time to simply report. Yep, I'm still alive. I'm still doing it. But I don't think about. I do in my business because we deal with money, so we are aware of the FinServe um, rules. But Joe's Plumbing isn't at all dealing with them, and doesn't. It's not like this note came around to them. And I, I, I got let's 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 end it on this per, for this part. On this though, you mentioned this, and I think this is really important for people to understand. Your accountant isn't going to do this because of the liability, it doesn't fit under errors and omissions. Correct. And that's that the layout of all the guidance and everything that came out was so late and quick. The website wasn't even set up until January. We as accountants thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to deal with this? Is it going to be in our software? Is it not? And what we found out is it's really gotten down to a debate over, is this really the practice of law, which starts to add liability to it? And I can see the, the nature of that, because if you think about it, like you said, there's several clients. This is for the small guy. Mm-hmm. It isn't for the big guy. It's the mom pops. It's the single member LLCs that hold real estate, rental properties. It's going to generate a lot of questions. And I think we need to just kind of get information on it, not do our initial filings right away, because you have any pre-existing company prior to 2024 has until December 31st, 2024 to get their filing done, their initial filing. The Any brand new company started in tax year 2024, they have 90 days from the day they're set up with the Secretary of State. And then moving forward after 2024, if you start a new entity, you got to get this filing done within 30 days. Otherwise, those penalties start to kick in. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's not. It doesn't have any impact on taxes, taxation, anything at all. It's just a reporting so that they can track you. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. We got to take a quick break. If you have any questions, it's five eight zero K I D O five eight zero five four three six, and we will be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436, 580-KIDO. That is our number. It's tax time, uh, and it's, you know, so we're in the heart of tax season. So I've got our tax experts here. We've got Tom Brown from our office, and I've got David Hutchison with Harris CPA. And again, for full disclosure, that's my accountant, and that's my uh, firm, and they are also sponsors of this program. So Appreciate that, Dave. Good to be here. Thank you. And so, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, we talked about the LLCs, and I know that's kind of can, can be confusing. So you can either listen back or put. But all the all we're really saying is 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 if you have another tax ID number somewhere, right? Like you filed with the state, you got your own tin. You have probably an entity that needs to now figure out what you have to comply with. Yeah, it's it's every entity, corporation, as corporation, partnership, LLC, and whether it's taxed as that or not, because it's not an income tax reporting item. Again, it's right. a registration under ownership laws. And if you meet those ownership laws, which is 25% or more owner, or you have this beneficial ownership, which is a defined as substantial control of the company, could mm. be a board or a manager running the company, that would be a requirement that you need to look into this and determine if you fall under one of the 23 exemptions. There's a lot of exemptions that are mostly for the bigger companies. 
it's all the small entities that are going to be required to do this. And Dave, what was the intention? Why are they wanting to do? I mean, it sounds like it's overreach, but what what is the real? What, hmm. what, why did anybody think that this is a good idea? I I think Congress, as they were kind of evaluating um, foreign accounts and transfers of money and crypto and all these other different strategies that are ways to you know, move money around or financial accounts and whatnot. They kind of looked at all these single-member LLCs. They really don't know who owns what, who they are, and where they're actually located. They're all owned by the Biden family. Could be. Could. <laughs> 20 or 30 of them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's a good point, Tom. It's a very good point. Um, you know, the, but, the, but like I mean, the, when we file a tax return, you, you do file when you file a, let's say a 1065 for an LLC or, or an S corp or whatever, uh, S form, you, you do put the address and you put, and the, the K1s show who the members are. I mean, I guess it shows potentially who the members are. So why wouldn't they be able to get a lot of that information from just the tax filing? I'm just taking a guess here, Tom, is it's the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand syndrome, much like monitoring, you know, I think, from a homeland security standpoint versus a reporting of income standpoint. They don't, I don't think when LLCs first started forcing the need for a taxpayer ID number that they actually had any method or madness to that to track them. Because that, that initially started from payroll taxes, like how does an LLC file for payroll? they started saying, well, they don't have taxpayer ID numbers. So they started forcing that recognition from that single member LLC and whatnot. So I, I think it's a matter of the computers or, or systems just don't cross check each other. Well, this is a great whatnot. opportunity for AI to step in and eliminate the need to <laughs> do this filing. Absolutely. All right. So let's uh, let's shift gears again. One of the other ones that has been coming up uh, has come up last year and is now uh, been set back, but has not been eliminated. Is this IRS tax credit for businesses on top of the tax credits that have already been delivered to businesses? And there was a ton of advertising, including uh, all over the radio and TV. Uh, there's free money sitting out there. Where, where are we at on that? Uh, and you want to explain that a little bit? It, you're referring to the uh, employee retention credit that actually was implemented back in for the tax years 2020 and 2021. And a lot of companies said, hey, you're leaving all this money. They came out and publicly and said, hey, we need to go back and amend your payroll reports and get all this money you're due. And IRS just got inundated with forms and filings and clear out to here we're in 2024 and they've got they've shut down the system once because they were overwhelmed with millions of, of filings and how much are they are they really accurate filings that people really qualify and so right now i think what they're doing is trying to process through those they've set up a program to kind of say hey if you had an outside third-party entity do this and you didn't really qualify, you better stand up now. We've got a program, pull it, let's get it dealt with, because they, they feel there's a lot of inappropriate filings. And so it's kind of got down to manpower and being able to process them. And I, I think one of the things coming up is that if you haven't filed, they're, they're completely cut 
cutting them off at the end of January, I do believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you haven't filed already. Correct. And you can still pull it. And David, you and I talked about this, too. I'm an employer, and um, it had come up with a lot of, obviously, I talk to business people every day, and, 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 and they're asking. And uh, we had a, an accountant call this show and say they'd never, they've run the numbers, they've looked at the dialogue, or the dialogue, the, the rules, and talked to their clients. They haven't found one that qualifies under the rules. What do you say? Do you have people that would like to have that free quarter million, half a million dollars out there? Um, do you recommend they apply for it? I, I've gotten the same phone calls, Dave, I think. And my position there is when you go back and look at what you have to actually meet, you would have probably met it at the time and realized you needed those resources. Out here today, my thing is I don't think m probably a large percentage of those meet that definitional requirement. My position and suggestions, I've had calls saying, hey, I, I've got, they tell me I can get $2 million in, in refundable money right now. I, I'd say I would suggest you do not do it because I don't see how you qualify looking at their history of filing, their revenue stream, the cash flows. It just doesn't add up. Yeah. So let's reiterate what, how, that, how, how those programs worked if you're in one um, and are considering going ahead and filing or seeing it through. They pay what about twenty percent commissions? Of, yeah, I, of, like on, so on that two million dollar or whatever. I want the two million dollars. The company in put filing all this paperwork is going to get four hundred thousand ish. Ish. Then from there, you're now subject to up to five or ten years of potential audit, and may have to go back. And as you already do, you have to go back to prior two years to. Redo your taxes, correct? Correct. So you have to redo your taxes, pay a little bit more on those, and now you've already paid 400000 to this group that is now out of business and bankrupt and gone because why? There's no more program. So there's nobody to go get the money back from. If you get audited and they prove that you did not deserve this, you're out the $400,000 plus penalties and the taxes you would originally paid anyway. Exactly. It's I, a, it's a, I, it seems, seems to me very, very dangerous. And, and the pressure on it was statute of limitations, that the three-year rule and, and trying to rush it in and, and these outside companies just using um, raw selling techniques to try to trick people that they Greed. should Greed. Exactly. Free money. Hey, I, don't, I want that $2 million. Why wouldn't I? Exactly. Okay. All right. Thank you. I just wanted to reiterate that because that's a – a big thing is still there. It's still hanging there. Yeah. It's still hanging there. All right. Let's take our break here for Fox News, bottom of the hour. And when we come back, we're going to talk about QOZs and all and QCDs, all that stuff. We're going to be, we'll be the right cues. back. We're going to be in the queues. The queues, exactly. Hello. Welcome. And thank you for joining us. If you didn't know, we've got Tom Brown here and David Hello. Hutchison to Hello. talk taxes and uh, with Harris CPAs. So thank you for joining us, both of you. It's not always too late to do stuff, even though we've left 23 in the rearview mirror. It's gone. So we, I always talk about, hey, it's too late to do tax planning on some level. But let's talk about what, what's still available, right, before you file this year. What do people need to be aware of? Um, I mean, we all know Roth IRAs, but what else? I mean, 
IRAs, HSAs can still be done for the prior year. But, mm. you know, you're right. It never stops. We still got a 2024 to look at. Right. Let's right. look ahead. Do we do we have a qualified opportunity zone opportunity there? Sorry to say opportunity twice. But in relation to that, the capital gains, if, if you sold in November, December, you have until June to make that decision on deferral. So... Uh, there are plenty of opportunities, I think, to look uh, back a little bit and, mm-hmm. and then to look forward. You know, is should we get into looking at strategies and planning that we can use into the future, even if we didn't take advantage of it in 2023? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there are a few things still out there, um, no doubt about that. Now, as we think about 24, though, one of the ones that comes up in our office all the time is when people are now 73 years old, have to start taking money out of their IRAs called required minimum distributions. So many people don't are not aware, even though we've, we talk and talk and talk and talk, about you can give directly to a charity that required minimum distribution, actually even more, up to 100000 a year, Correct. right? Yep. And you don't have to write it off. You don't have to meet the twenty-five dollars or $30,000 uh, standard deduction before it's actually deductible as well. Correct. That's something we need to be thinking about all year long. Yeah. If you're doing any charitable giving, why wouldn't you just, yeah. uh, it, it should go. Yeah, it's an automatic. It's a, um, I don't know why people would, you know, even think that that, I mean, it's just a dollar for dollar, you know, reduction of your income. And, uh, you know, and we've worked with a lot of our clients just to say, Hey, if you're going to be charitable, if you're giving ten thousand dollars to your church, just send out of your IRA, and, and it, it's an automatic reduction of your income. It's it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, it's that trustee to trustee to make sure that that occurs. But you do have to sit down and explain that that they don't have to meet that standard deduction in order to qualify for Right. This. They think they get to write it off anyway because that's the way it always was, right. right? Yeah, so they think that, that, that they're, they're still writing it off, but they're not right. in yeah. most cases. Um, or they're writing off a tiny portion of it. And one thing, Dave, I want to, because a lot of people started doing that last year. Yep. And they're getting their 1099Rs right now. Yep. Remember, they don't, the, your custodian of your IRA does not keep track of who you gave the money to, and they do not report it on your 1099-R. Your 1099-R will look just like it would if you took the money. So you have to keep track of who you gave it Mm -hmm. to, and if you have people doing your taxes, then you have to make sure you tell them that you did that because it won't be something that you just give it to them and they'll automatically uh, know that uh, you had part of your or all of your your amount given directly to the charity. Exactly. That is an incredibly important reminder um, for, like, this time of year, too. It's on you. I mean, think about it this way. It's like, oh, what do you mean it's on me? Everything is always always reported. No, how in the world would any custodian know that Bob's Kitchen is a charitable organization? They don't, and they take no responsibility for that. And they might say, well, I only give it to right? my church. They can't. There's no mm-hmm. possible way they can do that. So it's really on each individual to say this is – I gave away $10,000. And now, just so you're aware, too, there are many, certainly Schwab, who we use, before that we used TD Ameritrade. I'm assuming all of them now, is why I'm saying this, have checkbooks. So just write checks Mm -hmm. for your charity. That means it makes it easy. You write the check, 
make a note of it, take it to Tom or David, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Much easier. Very, very easy. All right. So let's let, let, let's keep running down that road, though, uh, uh, of, of, of what else we ought to be doing going forward. We have a new child tax credit. I know it doesn't affect uh, most people, but it affects some in a very big way. So we're also in tax filing season. You all mentioned that we need to be a little bit cautious in filing early if you are because the rules haven't been written. Could you clarify that? Yeah, so they they're going to there there's a tax bill that got what was it approved on Wednesday through the house. It's gone to the Senate. We don't know if it's going to get approved. It could change the amount someone that qualifies for a child tax credit. So that's for someone that has kids that are under 17. So for some reason, the government thinks that when they turn 17, they're a lot cheaper. So you don't get a credit then. But when they're below, so 16 below, you get a credit. And then we're going back to some of the, the amounts that was under the COVID. You aren't going to get monthly payouts, but you are going to get extra. And it can be effective in 2023, even if they're still passing the law. So it would be, probably behoove you to wait to see what they're going to approve before you actually push the button on your tax return so you don't have to amend later. Isn't that sweet? We all get jacked up. It opens up, e-filing, everybody gets excited, let's get tax season rolling so we yep. aren't all backed up mm-hmm. and bottlenecked. But you know, within that law too is uh, some potential changes to the R&D credit expense uh, where we, last year we had to amortize that now over five years on the portion we couldn't take for the credit. And, and that could open up a lot of, of extra expense for somebody this year, depending upon how that all rolls out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other one in that, that bill right now is the bonus depreciation. Uh, don't know if people are aware, but it's gone down to 80% for 2023. It was going to go down to 60% in 2024. Well, this law now says, hey, we're going to pull it back to 100%, make it effective at the beginning of the year. And so you, you – it really puts a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on the tax industry, the tax professionals, and us try to trying to file by April fifteenth. So, instead of the IRS having problems getting e-file up and going, which is open right now, it's a new tax law that we have to sit and wait and for. wait for. Mm-hmm. And there there are other reasons too. And I'm just going to chime in with one. There's other reasons to wait to file, even if you're getting a refund. One is if you have investments. It, Okay, if you have a couple mutual funds, you're probably fine. But if you have a brokerage account with a lot of different holdings and a lot of different points, there's like five different ways that a dividend is taxed. As absurd as that is, only the IRS could come up with stupid stuff like this. But that's, that's government at its best. Stupid stuff everywhere. You should wait for the revisions to come in, even if you have your 1099, which you're going to be getting any day now, uh, is the first one. If you have extensive investments, you should wait. What else? Is there anything else on that you should be waiting on? You know, waiting what, to what, closer to April fifteenth. You know, one thing that I run into quite often, and um, that we're always scrambling around and calling kids that are asleep in their dorm rooms, is that um, if you're going to qualify, if your kid's gone to college and they got and they and you qualify for the American Opportunity Credit or the Lifetime Learning Credit, you need to have a copy of their 1098T form that shows the amount of tuition that was paid. Um, it, it is the document you need to, to file for that. So usually it is in, on the website where the kid has a student account. You have to go through there to get it. You don't, they don't give it out. They don't mail them too much anymore. 
So if you're going to go get your taxes done, your kids just started college, they have this thing called 1098T, and you need to get it when you uh, go get, on their go website. On the appointment. Get, yeah, or yes. have your kid do it instead of calling them when they're hungover, trying to get them out of bed to say, go on your and send this because <laughs> I need to get my taxes done. And it's, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. And, yeah, that's an online thing. They need to go on and get it. I, Dave, I would say that it's like your K-1s. That's another holdback for us. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize sometimes that maybe they did an investment mm-hmm. uh, that created a K-1 through their, their portfolio. So yep. that's one that kind of sneaks up on you once in a while. That's true. Those those tend to, the simple for K-1s that would be in a portfolio, right. tend to come out a little bit earlier. And another, though, but you're right. That's a good point. On that, also on the K-1s, is if you are the beneficiary from a state or a trust that, that say, someone passed away last year and you receive funds you it's most likely you're going to get a k1 from the estate mm. um this year and a lot of people don't realize that and then they get filer tax and they go they didn't i just got this in this june and so it's good to find out if that's going to happen if you're in that situation good point good point all right we need to take a quick break our final break and uh, we'll be back with some more tax information after that We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you again for joining us. Uh, again, Tom Brown and uh, David Hutchison in here uh, to talk taxes, and uh, thank you, gentlemen, as we have our final um, thoughts here. Uh, this is an important segment here for, for all of us, I think, because some of these are little, but they can add up to pretty big things, and, and also a lot of misleading information. But let's start with some of the tax credits on the solar and all those other things, energy efficiency and electric cars. Before we get into that, please define the difference between a tax credit and a tax deduction. Yeah, I I think people get confused between it that, you know, a tax deduction actually just reduces your taxable income, then you compute the tax. Usually with tax deductions, the regulations are pretty broad. They're, They're a lot easier to understand or they have a lot of things you can read into them or interpret them and make it a little bit easier. When you get a tax credit, uh, it turns into a whole nother game of like these vehicle, uh, electric vehicle credits. Batteries have to have U.S. components in them. Who the heck is going to know? So they have to create these websites and identify the actual cars that qualify. So you could go into buy electric vehicle. Is it going to qualify for the full credit? No, it's not. But how those credits work is they actually are like writing a check for taxes. Mm -hmm. They're a dollar reduction of your actual calculated tax. Now, one thing you have to be careful of, and I'll throw this in real quick, is non-refundable versus refundable credits. You have to understand, or if they're limited by AMT, those credits go through a lot more scrutiny, and they're they're hard to comply with. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, good. So what are some of them out there? You just mentioned this on the on the electric cars. Is that really a thing? I mean, if I have a $50,000 or less car, which was advertised last year, basically, then it's going to comply? Or is this all basically another uh, Washington, um, you know, boondoggle? Depends who you talk to. Okay. <laughs> it depends. My best response to tax questions. Um <laughs> There, there are different levels of that credit, but you're right. Like I kind of mentioned before, there, there's a website that kind of identifies maybe which one of these types of vehicles, if you're interested in buying them. There's also many threshold limitations, income threshold, uh, how much the, the vehicle actually costs and everything. So they're not as um, 
they're not as easy to identify as you would think. It's not quite that simple. So you have to spend a little time researching and going through the process. So, Is it even worth it, or is the tax credit a worthwhile amount? Uh, I mean, on new vehicles, it could be up to $7,500. Okay. So yeah. uh, I do know there's a few strategies out there, given your circumstances, that, again, kind of playing the tax game is – do I do married filing separate? So I might qualify. One mm. of us might qualify mm-hmm. for the credit, those types of things. But um, they can be pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else on the on that front? I, I have a note here from our discussion here. Kidneys. I, you can give away I, a kidney. Yeah. That, that just, that's on the state mostly. It, exactly. Do they get a federal credit on the, I don't the federal I mean, that's, that's getting desperate, Jer- you know. I'm just like, wow, Jer- I really need that credit. Yeah. Yeah, well. Wow. You know, tax planning goes to another level there. It, do, it definitely does, yeah. yeah. No, I, I obviously there's very human and real reasons within families. I'm not making fun. I'm but just, it, it's And that seemed like that a very odd tax credit to do it with thing. Yeah. state income tax rules. But yeah. Um, I think all there, it's, it's kind of, Dave, didn't it? They kind of, uh, now you can still get a, a small credit for a lot of energy improvements on your house, right? Yeah, the on the federal side, it's it's a credit. State side is mm-hmm. a deduction, as we were kind of talking about before. Idaho kind of has its uh, different rules in order to accomplish that. But on the the federal side, they've reinstated the uh, non-business uh, home residence credits. That's a maximum of twelve hundred dollars a year. There's there's another credit involved in there with like. Uh, water heaters and heat pumps and and whatnot that could be up to two thousand dollars of credit so that's you know in a given year if you're doing a lot of improvements or remodels <laughs> you could you have to see the energy <laughs> efficient yeah. sink i have in my new yeah. bathroom yeah that's it's amazing but it's, you can't continue to have that every year which i i think we fell into that kind of cycle back when it was five hundred dollar mm-hmm. limitation and it you just seemed like five hundred dollar credit. It's like everybody was replacing windows every year for that <laughs> credit, and, and it was like, well, they maxed it out. This one continues on year to year. In other words, that's the max for twenty twenty three. It you starts all max. over again in twenty twenty four. Gotcha, so, gotcha. And then solar, solar still, you know, is a big one that they still, you know, you can get up to a thirty percent, right? Thirty percent credit yes. on your solar. Yep. Um, depending upon your income and all that kind of thing. But that's another one that's... Do I get that if I just borrow my neighbor's uh, used one and just throw it on the roof and get a credit? I'm not... I don't think we should talk about those type of (laughs) strategies on the radio. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Just asking. Real real quick on that. Dave mentioned something that was really important on these credits, especially in that solar, because it can be substantial, is that sold to you... A lot of them are sold as a system, and you'll get 30% back of the cost. So then you can use that to reduce the financing of the system. So the company will come in and go, it's going to be this price, but we won't lock in the payment until you do your taxes. And you take the tax savings, put it on the pay, and then you can reduce your payment. So these people go, well, I can qualify for a you know, $500 payment. I couldn't do 800 And they don't realize that it's non-refundable, which means... If you don't have a tax liability to wipe out, you're not going to get that refund. Perfect. Thanks, guys. All right. Tom Brown at Petzl Financial. David Hutchison at Harris CPA. Thank you so much. And we're out of time.